0: Season 3, episode 46, our midweek bonus episode. I'm telling you folks, when I say I have got more stupidity than I can cram into two episodes a week, I'm not lying. I I counted probably six or seven more stories I could have put in. And I've already got the weekend episode already done. And Pancho Guerro has already got his script and we're going to start recording the weekend episode here pretty soon. So I'm telling you, I'm choking on stupidity. <laughs> I can't breathe. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, actually, um, I'm I'm just feeling really stupid just because of all of the stupidity. But if that isn't stupid enough, um, I'll go ahead and break the news right now. Of course, we'll be talking more about it Uh, with my insane Florida nephew on the weekend feed. But um, I just got told this past weekend by my oldest son that I'm going to be a grandpa. So I suppose I'll turn into this cranky old man and shake my stick to get off my lawn. So (laughs) I can promise you I'm going to be the stupidest old grandpa you've ever met. You big dummy! You big dummy! You big dummy! On a dirt cloud out in space, it's where it stops nobody knows, because it's, it's a great big stupid world. Hey, thanks for checking out the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. I'm insane Eric Lane, and. I'm just glad that you decided to come looking for some stupidity, or maybe it just came to you because you have subscribed to the podcast. See, when you subscribe, it just shows up. Otherwise, you have to go looking for it. Of course, this is the midweek episode, kind of the bonus episode, uh, because there's so much stupidity. I may have to do a second bonus episode because right now I've got some stories I can't even fit into this episode Or the weekend episode. I've got enough to start a third episode. But I'm going to wait. I mean, I don't know what it is, but uh, we're starting off 2020 with uh, some some pretty impressive stupidity. And uh, if you can't get enough, you know, I mean, just make sure that you are are getting our weekend episode that comes on Saturday. That's when I have my insane Florida nephew, uh, Pancho Guerrero, with some stupid uh, stories from Florida and beyond. And we play our weekly round of the insane game show which you can play along. Um, it, it just, it, it, it accomplishes, accomplishes nothing. It, it except um, <clears throat> plays with your head a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> busy week. <clears throat> a very busy week. You know, it's always nice to just pause. And, uh, you know, you, you you live with stupidity all the time, right? <clears throat> you work with stupidity. Well, now you can just listen to somebody else's stupidity and realize, you know, maybe my life isn't as stupid as I thought it was. Okay. So, oh, by the way, you can also subscribe on your favorite podcast player, which I would recommend Podcast Addict. Great app to listen to podcasts, okay? You can hit that subscribe button there. <clears throat> or <laughs> a lot of you listen on your phones, some of you listen on your desktops. But if you happen to have the Facebook app, a lot of us do, go over to my uh, Facebook page. Just uh, search out at Insane Eric Lane. At Insane E R I K L A N E on your Facebook app, and you'll see on my Facebook page there's a podcast tab. And You can subscribe to this podcast right there. Now, it's not on the desktop version, okay? It's only on the mobile version, <clears throat> but uh, most people listen on the mobile anyway, right? I'm also on Substack, Eric Lane at Sub, uh, Eric Lane. Substack.com as well, because everybody's got a Substack, so I may as well get a Substack too, okay? And of course, I've got the Telegram channel. If you like the, the Telegram Messenger, I, I really like it. There's a lot of cool stuff on on Telegram. You can uh, subscribe and be a part of the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel, and you can get to it by just visiting this little short URL, t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can uh, download the Telegram app and join right there. You can uh, kind of get a little uh, sample channel page to see what it's there about and and the like. You can, when you get into the channel, then you're able to comment on the links, because I'll put links of some of these stories. You might think this is just this didn't really happen. Oh, yes, it did, and I've got the proof. So I put the links to these stories there with videos and pictures to prove it. <clears throat> and you can comment on that, you can share the articles with your friends, all that good stuff. Okay, so you can check out the Telegram Messenger app, get it put on your desktop or mobile for whatever platform. And you can follow me on social media, of course, like I said, on Facebook at Insane Eric Lane, or also on Twitter by the same handle it's E R I K L A N E. I usually Put something out on Twitter every once in a while. And you can see all the feeds and stuff on my website, uh, insaneericlane.com. This is a story, though, <clears throat> that I, I saw, and I just thought I have, to, I have to say something about it for multiple reasons. Because, first of all, it's just stupid. Second of all, the person involved is a Penn State graduate. Third of all, this person is about to go to work for a Pittsburgh TV station. I mean... You know, I'm in broadcasting, and I I know that there is some risk involved when you do things with the public and you cover things. Um, And I've done some news reporting. I've done various live broadcasts for radio stations and such. And, you know, I mean... uh, we, we have our share of discomfort. I know some people probably cope with physical discomfort better than others. But, you know, whenever you're on the air and things happen, things break, software goes haywire, something doesn't work, which happens to me a lot this week because uh, we had some Internet issues where the, uh, the, the the site that I get a lot of the, infra, the, the material from – Went down and I could. I'm on live radio and I can't. I'm like I can't get anything. You know, I'm having a humming, a humming, a humming hum of this kind of thing, or maybe you're out doing a live remote and you have somebody that comes up and harasses you. You've seen people that harass the reporters and all that kind of thing, or maybe worse. Like this reporter uh, in uh, Charleston, West Virginia, was working uh, at the WSAZ TV. There was hit by a car while they were doing a live broadcast. But this is what's so amazing. She quickly gained her composure assured her viewers on live TV she was okay she stood up and finished a report like a like a champ I mean it was amazing I mean even the state senator from our area did a shout out on Twitter uh, congratulating her on on a great job I mean this is this is I mean, she's going to go a long way in broadcasting. I'll tell you. The, the video of the incident shows Tori Yorgi looking into the camera, and uh, the anchor back at the WSAZ TV studio, Tim Er, he's introducing her for a, this live report on a split screen. You know about a water main break that was happening in Dunbar, West Virginia. So Yorgi is, you know, listening, and he's talking. He's kind of setting up the bit, and she nods, and and then he throws it to her. And about the time she's going to speak, she's she's getting ready. To go and talk about what's happening, she is struck from behind by an SUV that sends her flying into the camera and onto the onto the ground. I, I mean, this is live television, people. Can you imagine folks coming off their seats and going, what happened? They're not seeing any flakes but wet roads, water main breaks. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my- got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm well, okay, Tim. That's first um, for I'm you on okay. TV, Jory. Woo! We're all good. Are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah, you know that's live TV for you. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college too, just like that. Wow. I am so glad I'm okay. It's uh, sure? one sure woman band. Okay, we're good, Tim. Man, are you, sure you okay? are so sweet and you're okay. I am so okay. It is all good. You know, it's my last week on the job, and I think this would happen. That one was so nice, though. She didn't mean to. It was an accident. I know it was, and I'm okay. Everything's fine. Now, in today's day of live reporting, people bring their own cameras, okay? She is her own camera person at this location, okay? Uh, because now you can pretty much do it from your phone or whatever. So she's holding the camera out doing the report and gets knocked to the ground by this SUV. So uh, the, she gets, you know... Um, not, you, you see the camera go haywire, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm all right. You know, this kind of thing you just heard. And the, now the anchor, he's staring stoically looking at the camera. And he gets all kinds of bashing on social media as like he's being unsympathetic. But but then you begin to hear him say pretty quickly, are you okay? Are you okay? Now, Tory said later in a tweet that the anchor could not see what was happening from his position, he's looking at the camera. He's not looking at the monitor, so obviously something just happened. So he really wasn't aware. He didn't have the same vantage point, you know, as the viewers did. Okay, so really, he he was a, he's a really nice guy, but you know, it, as it appears, he just kind of looks like it, he he was unfazed. He's like, "What do you mean?" The, the, you would expect the anchor to kind of go, "Whoa!" He didn't see what happened. Okay, so he's they're bashing him on social media. I'm like, come on, people, really? <sighs> well, anyway, after assuring the anchor and all the viewers she was okay, this Penn State alum even assured even assured the driver who just hit her with her SUV that she's okay and there was no problem. And she 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 said that she was so sweet for stopping and asking if she was okay. Oh, you're so sweet, thank you for your concern. She just got knocked to the ground by an SUV on live television. I'm telling you, okay? And she finishes the report like a like a champ. She, I mean, she, she goes, "I'm okay, I'm all right, huh? 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 Okay. Well, anyway, about this water main break, this blah blah." blah and just goes right on. I mean, she, this this is a time when the the news reporter becomes part of the news. Okay. Well, then comes all the expected notoriety. I mean, she's people. Are, this is being shared all over the place. This is like a viral video. And the weird thing is. She's within weeks of leaving the job at WSAZ-TV for a new position at WTAE-TV Channel 4 in Pittsburgh. Maybe the Pittsburgh drivers will be a bit more observant. I don't know, but they're kind of crazy down there in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. I don't know, but uh, the, the video, this is definitely going on the Telegram channel because let me tell you something, this gal, she is a pro. That's the way to cover the scene, you know? I mean, hey, it's all right. I'm okay. Let's just keep on moving here. Nothing to see here. Wow. I mean, she didn't even cuss her out. What the, what are you doing? None of that. That's that's just amazing. That's amazing, you know? I don't even think there was going to be even any charges filed. She actually uh, tweeted out later on that uh, she was a little sore, but she's okay. And she's excited to start working at WTAE-TV in Pittsburgh. What a way to start a new job at a TV station, you know? That's that's amazing. That's she, she's, a, she's going to be a, 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 uh, a celebrity at her new job before she's even on the job. That's kind of cool, you know? Well, here's uh, a situation involving a Missouri State Highway Patrol that uh, kind of got popular for the wrong reasons. They, uh, uh, they, they sent an alert uh, to uh, the cell phones uh, on a statewide uh, alert, okay? And this is what it says. Authorities in Gotham City, Missouri, were searching for a purple and green 1978 Dodge 3700 GT. <clears throat> the problem is, uh, there is no Gotham City, Missouri. And in case you're out of the loop, The car that's referenced was the one that was used by the Joker in the 1989 Batman movie. What's going on in Missouri? Well, after the alert, the patrol sent out another message. Disregard that last warning. (laughs) Nothing to see here. In a brief news release, the patrol said a routine test of the Missouri's blue alert system was, well inadvertently transmitted statewide this was meant to be kind of a, a closed circuit test but somebody hit the wrong button and it was broadcast to every missouri s- cell phone okay and the system was really meant to let the public know when a police officer is killed or seriously injured in the line of duty whoops. Instead, we are alerting the people to be on the lookout for the Joker on the loose in Missouri. Of course, most people in Missouri didn't believe it because, you know, if you live in Missouri, you got to show me. Think about that joke for just a minute, okay? You may have to do some research on that. I don't know. You get the feeling maybe the Missouri State Highway Patrol has a lot of free time on their hands these days? I don't know. Probably not a good sign that the Missouri State Highway Patrol seems kind of obsessed with a fictional comic book character. You know, everybody in Missouri knew it wasn't legit because there's just no way that a career criminal would be hanging out in Missouri. You know? Yeah. I now mean, maybe he'd be in New York City or Chicago. I don't know. it's a good thing there is no Joker because... 2022's version of Batman would never be able to stop him. I can tell you that. And, of course, in this PC age, I would be referring to Bat-person. Yeah, we, we wouldn't want to call him Batman because Batman could become transgender in the next episode. God only knows. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, we're. I, I think we're getting close to the end of humanity. We really are. I mean, I'm seeing more and more stupidity out there. I think humanity is getting to the end of its existence here. Uh, maybe, you know... Um, We'll all end in a big blaze of glory. Well, it's not going to come anytime soon. I, I i know the the idea of the sun, you know, swelling up and burning everything. I've I've seen the stories. You know, the sun's going to burn up all the hydrogen, and it's going to flare out, and it's going to engulf the surrounding three or four planets closest to it, and burn them to a crisp, and all that kind of thing. It's kind of a scary prognos- prognosis here. And and humanity may not even be around to experience it as we know it today. Now, some scientists have been doing some study on this. And, you know, I guess this um, supposed uh, explosion on the sun would vaporize all of the oceans uh, from this energy. Uh, But don't worry. um, They're saying that it's probably going to come about a billion years from now. The nice thing about making predictions like this, nobody's going to be around to fact check them. So that they can probably say whatever they want to, see? But they say that the sun's brightness at this time will have also increased by about 10%. Uh, there's also other threats of climate change to take into account a billion years from now. Of course, ultimately, the future of the Earth does look grim, according to the scientists. Maybe this is why so many people are so focused on space travel and getting us to other planets, you know? I mean, not only would it allow humanity to continue to survive, but it would probably give us a new home to go to You well, when the sun eventually dies, eventually, right? Maybe let's just try, I don't know, um, Jupiter? I don't know. I mean, what? I, I, I still have trouble believing this kind of stuff. I mean, scientists can't even get a five-day forecast right, and they're going to tell us now when the sun's going to explode? Look, I, I mean, before the sun explodes, just make sure you're stocked up on sunblock, okay? I, I, of course... With the supply chain, we may have a run on sunblock and not everybody's going to get it. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we better start making, better start amping up production right now so I'll have plenty in stock, you know. Anyway, well, I know this. uh, People are getting desperate for meat. Have you seen the shelves? I mean, meat prices are going up. Things are getting scarcer to find. And pork is is out of sight. I mean, so people are now turning to alternatives like... Crocodile. Yeah, I mean, eating a slice of croc really is no new thing. Frankly, the meat of that reptile is consumed in many cultures around the world. But in Thailand, the demand for crocodile meat has literally exploded. Uh, local customers there are hit by this spike in the price of pork there in Thailand. Some 20,000 crocodiles are now being slaughtered in Thailand on an average every month just for their meat. Uh, and by the way, that is actually doubling in recent months. The increased demand has actually coincided with the decline in the pork supply there that's gotten worse over the last year. And there's speculation that the drop is due to an unreported outbreak of a deadly disease that's decimating the pig populations. You, you got to love crocodiles, though, folks. I mean, not many animals can give you a nice meal and have a nice piece of luggage. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, pork pork would have to be pretty pretty freaking expensive for me to consider eating crocodile, frankly. I mean, I've had it. I've tried it. It's okay. I don't know if it tastes similar to gator. Maybe we could try crocodile bacon. I'm not sure that's going to go well. But you got to love crocodiles. I mean, not many animals can, you know, end up being so lovely. Like, if you don't want luggage, maybe crocodile shoes or boots or something. I mean, it's... You know, maybe it's maybe it's going to be better overall. It'll help us. I don't know. Well, I know this. Um, there's been a lot of uh, changes, adaptations from this pandemic. You know, from. Eating to what we do as a, you know, with our free time and how we have meetings and all this kind of thing. You know, I m- remember a year ago we had this whole thing with the, the Zoom meetings and people were getting all fancy with their Zoom backgrounds and all this kind of thing. Well, now we've had a, about a year now of these customized Zoom backgrounds. Everybody's coming back to the office and now they got to work out of their cubicles. So this guy um, is taking it to a whole new level. His name is Lucas Munt. He recently got a job at this company called Simple Modern. He went to his boss. He wanted to pimp out his cubicle. Okay. The boss says, yeah, sure, you can pimp out your cubicle. Why not? You know, so Lucas, well, uh, he really went to town. Okay. He made the whole thing look like a rustic cabin. We got the faux wood finish on the floor, the walls, the stuffed animal heads on the walls, the fake fireplace, a decal of a open window with a peaceful lake- lakeside view. even bought a chandelier for the space. But, well, he kind of thought that might be a little much. But here's the employee, Lucas, giving a little tour of his cubicle. First things first, what every rustic mountain cabin needs, three screens. And you want to feel like you're in the mountains, so you've got... Portrait landscape of the mountains. But sometimes when you're in the mountains, you don't want to just see the mountains. You want to hear the mountains. So, surround sound. It's a little chilly though with that window open. So, maybe I turn on the fireplace. I want a place for my toesies. So, put them on the bearskin rug. In reality, the reason I did this was because I love this company. And I love working here. And I love the fact that I get to be myself here. And it's not only encouraged, that it's celebrated. And I hope you guys can find that where you're working as well. Now, the CEO of the company was. Pretty impressed. So impressed, he documented the design on Twitter and posted a video of Lucas giving a tour of the cubicle and then said that he was giving every employee workspace personalization and decoration budget. Isn't that great? We're going to give you a budget to decorate your cubicle and challenged everybody to get creative with their workspace. I don't know. That, that actually sounds like a pretty... It's, it's stupid, but it sounds like a pretty good idea, you know? I kind of like this guy. This guy sounds like he might be a pretty fun boss to work for. Uh, The next thing you know, we have coffee breaks. We'll go visit somebody's cubicle and we'll just, uh, you know, we may not want to go home. We just stay at the office and I don't know. Anyway, I know it kind of sounds kind of goofy, but uh, why not? You know, it's better than some of the things that people fall for nowadays. And of course, people all the time are falling for scams. And some of these scams are pretty clever. And I still can't believe, with with the police telling everybody, watch out for things like this. There was a, a woman that uh, wasn't far from where I worked that kind of made statewide news. She got scammed out of $7,000 over a guy. A, a, a guy told her that, that she had uh, mistakenly downloaded something onto her computer. And she was dumb enough to let him into her computer by remote so he could look around he says he represented Microsoft and one of his friends represented uh, something else and he told her to go and buy 14 gift cards at Lowe's Home Devel- Home Improvement and she did. $500 gift cards, 14 of them. And she's out 7 grand. Now she wants the state police to look and it what no, the state police need to, needs to examine your head because you fell for something like this. All kinds of these stories of people and especially grandparents, you know. G- grandparents are the worst getting scammed out of money. I, but but this story made me feel pretty satisfied to see somebody turn the tables. You know well, those guys, you know that will you get the 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 robo calls or you get these people that call and and the guy pretends he's a state police investigator and the got the robo call calls and he, now he's he's uh, asking the the caller, do you have any, do you know anything about the murder of this guy? You you know how they turn the tables on? Well, this seventy three year old woman on Long Island, she got a call that was supposedly from her grandson. Now, she didn't want her name fully released, but we will say her first name is Gene. Now, the guy on the phone claims to be her grandson, says he needed bail money because he'd been arrested for drunk driving. There's a small thing to keep in mind, though. Gene doesn't have a grandson old enough to drive. Why do people do this sort of thing? But anyway, one thing Gene did know This was definitely a scam. I've gotten people that will send me messages on Instagram pretending to be a friend of mine that I supposedly have. And they ask about one or two questions and I automatically know they're not who they say they are. Block, block, block. I block them. Well, this is what this woman did. She knew for a fact this wasn't a scam, so she's going to play along. And I like doing that sometimes. They mess with people's heads. After a few more calls back and forth, she talks to somebody claiming to be her son's lawyer. He tells her that um, her grandson, supposedly, needs $8,000 to get him bailed out of jail. And then somebody who claimed to be a bail bondsman tells her he'll come and pick up the money. Okay? So uh, this is just... This is, this is beautiful. So during all of this, Jean is also on the phone with the cops. And she's telling them what's going on, so they set up a sting operation. So when this guy shows up, guess who is hiding inside? She hands him over, she hands him an envelope, and she stuffed the envelope with paper towels. As soon as he walks off with it, they run out the door and tackle him on the front lawn. The cops tackle the guy right there on their front lawn. Now, the scammer's name is Joshua Gomez. He's like 28 years old. Now, not really clear if he was pretending to be all of the people that she talked to, or if he was working with other people. But we know one thing. Joshua is facing charges for attempted grand larceny. Grandma, on the other hand, she gets a bonus. Yeah. Grandma's cool. You're not going to get anything past his grandma, no sirree. Yeah. Not going to get anything past this uh, the school, either, that uh, had to beat down some... Uh, some, some rumors that's been going around. You, you remember the story that I had here a while back, several episodes ago on the podcast about, uh, it was a school, um, I, I can't remember what it was. I, I think the one school was in Kentucky. But there, there, are, there are schools that are allowing their kids to show up identifying as whatever they want to identify with. And a lot of kids identify as furries. They, they come to school dressed as cats or something. And they're furries. They they and and the school lets them wear these because this is who they identify with. Okay, so I mean, really? No, no, no. They really. But but this is this is even better. I mean, I realize we're living in an ever-changing world, and it's important to question some things before you start repeating them in public and looking like a like 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 you're stupid. Okay, but but here's a case in point. This school district in Central Michigan, they had to put out a statement. They had to actually set the record straight over some ridiculous rumor that's been going around town. A parent. I love it when these parents fall for stuff like this. This parent recently stands up at a school board meeting and claimed at least one school in this district was putting litter boxes in the bathrooms for students to use who identify as furries. Now, you know, last week uh, we talked about a woman who needed to pee so bad, and the, the the bathroom was occupied by her boyfriend who had irritable bowel syndrome, and she was about... To, her eyeballs were floating. She needed to go so bad, so she ended up taking a squat on the cat box. Okay, that really happened. Well, this really happened, too. This woman... St- can you imagine this woman standing up at a school board meeting and making... This is kind of reminding me of the time that all these letters were circulating years ago before the whole Internet thing exploded about the FCC was uh, going to... Uh, basically uh, eliminate all religious radio stations because the atheist Madeline Murray O'Hare had uh, somehow convinced the federal government that we need to have total separation of church and state. And so please write to the FCC and tell them, please don't take all the Christian radio stations off the air. The whole thing was a big, fat scam. Made Christians look like a bunch of jackasses, you know? It's like, they're not going to do that. Well, this is kind of what this woman does. She stands up and, and, and says that there's a district that's putting out litter boxes for students to use in the bathrooms who identify as furries. You know, you, if you're dressed up like a cat or a dog or some furry animal. They don't use litter boxes, though, okay? They don't. Well, she said that she heard it was true, and she was furious. Well, of course, and she's going to do something about it. So this video makes the rounds online and the rumor starts going haywire. The district says there is absolutely no truth to this. The rumor actually started spreading after the co-chair of the Michigan Republican Party shared the video and called her a hero. Okay, Republicans, you're stupid. I'm a Republican and you're making me look stupid, okay? Now the co-chair's response to the denial was this just because the superintendent says it's false does not make it false? Neener neener neener. You're stupid. Listen to this. So let's talk about fury, furries. Furries. <laughs> it was addressed by a child uh, a couple months ago that they are put in an environment where there are kids that are that identify as a furry, a cat or a dog, whatever. And so yesterday I heard that at least one of our schools in our town has in one of the unisex bathrooms a litter box for the kids that identify as cats. I am really disturbed by that. And I, I will do some more investigation on that. I know what's going on nationwide. I know it is. It's part of the agenda that's being pushed. I don't, I don't even want to understand it. But I think that people need to be aware of it because I am really upset as a parent that my child is put in an environment like that. You know, I'm all for creativity and imagination, but when someone lives in a fantasy world and expects other people to go along with it, I have a problem with that. You know, if I was the state chairman of the gop in michigan i'd say give me your gop card you're done <laughs> really th- this is why we can't elect qualified people to public office because you've got morons out there that are believing stuff like this i don't know anyway and then you got morons that once again are making jackasses out of themselves on a plane and this is why i don't i don't like to fly I mean, used to, flying was sort of a nice thing. Now it's just, no, I just don't want to have to be confronted with this. I've seen so many idiot stories about stupid plane passengers. I, I guarantee you, you got to do something pretty special to stand out like this, okay? A 29-year-old Irish guy, he's facing charges because, guess what? He would not keep his mask on during a flight from Ireland to New York. He was so upset He moons a flight attendant. (laughs) The guy is Shane McCartney. Good old Shane McCartney. He was flying a Delta first class and had to be told dozens of times to keep his mask on during the eight-hour trip. Uh, Well, anyway, he kept kicking the seat in front of him. He threw an empty can at the passenger's head. Typical Irish. And I'm part Irish. My mom was a McKinney. These Irish can be people. They can be so stupid. Just like bullheaded Scotsmen. So while they're serving dinner, good old Shane decides he's going to get up from the seat to complain about the food. And what does he do to complain? Pulls his pants and underwear down and moons the flight attendant, along with several other passengers. Now the pilot comes out to talk to him at one point, and during the exchange, Shane put his own hat on the pilot's head for some reason, and then threatened to beat him up. Not no word on whether he'd been drinking or not. The flight almost got diverted to another airport, but ended up landing in New York. And during the final approach, Shane wouldn't stay in his seat. Probably didn't keep his seat tray up either. And his, and his seat back up, you know. Turns out he was on his way to Florida to start a new gig as a soccer coach in Daytona Beach. Well, that's the perfect place for him to go. That's where all the nut jobs live. Except for my insane Florida nephew. It's not really clear if he's going to get the job or not, but I know this. He is facing up to 20 years in jail for interfering with a flight crew. That's a felony. Oh, by the way, uh, in case you haven't... I, I'm, I, I'm going to put the video on the Telegram channel. This is just too good not to pass up. But Shane, by the way, he's a pretty big boy. He was a kicker at the Peru State College in Nebraska last year, listed at 6 feet 4 inches, 249 pounds. That, my friend, is a full moon. I'm telling you, I'm just saying, okay? Yeah, I'm not not necessarily judging the size of his buttocks. But still, that was a full moon. I'm not judging this guy either, but I do have some questions. There's a story going viral on TikTok about a woman who stayed overnight at her boyfriend's house for the very first time and discovered his very weird sleeping habit. Now, they're both in their mid-twenties. Kind of sounds like they haven't been dating that long. But at first, she sees his bedroom and notices he doesn't have a bed in the bedroom. Just this humongous pile of clothes on the floor. And he calls that his nest. That would give me some warning bells right there. And he expected her to sleep there with him. Now, To her credit, she actually gave it a shot. Okay, I'll play along. I'll play along. She says she tried sleeping with him, but it was just too uncomfortable. You think? So she ultimately just slept on the couch. Obviously, people had questions like, why did he think that was fine? But also, the clothes that he was using for his nest, were they clean or dirty? Well, the answer to that one was uh, a little of both. I mean, he doesn't wear the clothes. They're just, quote, nesting material. But he also never washes them. So, yes, they're dirty. He was angry the next morning that she didn't like his nest and confronted her and said she'd have to accept his nesting situation if they ever wanted to move in together. She asked people if having two bedrooms, one with a nest and one with a bed, would be an okay situation, maybe a compromise. Well, this story, by the way, came out on another podcast called The Judgies. Uh, And it's worth noting that some people think maybe the guy grew up poor, maybe he didn't have a bed, so maybe that's why he prefers a nest. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, look, I'm not I, I, I don't want to belittle the fact that that was the case, but you know, look. Uh you're you obviously can have a place of your own. You can still buy a bed. I don't know, but <laughs> God. and really beds aren't that expensive. You know? Simple. And go to the Goodwill. You can probably find one there. I don't know. I mean really it's just... Anyway. I, I I realize people can probably get a little overboard buying things, you know. Maybe, you know, if you don't want to spend the money on a bed, you can put a pile of clothes on the floor and call it your nest, I guess. I don't know. But, I mean, maybe maybe get him a oversized bean bag. That would be at least a little better, don't you think? Well, I, I can't wait for the, if, if they ever did decide to, you know, become a couple and have kids, you know. I mean, um, kids can be expensive. Trust me, I've, I've had two of them. Well, I haven't. My wife birthed them, but we raised two kids. They're expensive. And sometimes kids do things to, you know, add to the costs. There's a New Jersey family that was a bit confused with all these packages that they never ordered kept arriving at their house. But soon they found out their 22-month-old had accidentally purchased nearly $2,000 worth of stuff from Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, Uh, Anish Kumar uh, says that her nearly two-year-old loves to play on his electronic devices and somehow went to the shopping cart on Walmart's website and ordered whatever was in it at the time. How does that happen? Well, first off, you gave the kid an electronic device to keep him busy. And it was the electronic device that you use. The family says the cart had a lot in it. Uh, including multiple furniture pieces that, well, they were trying to decide b- before they were going to buy them. So why did you put them in your cart if you're still deciding and put them on a wish list or something? <laughs> Duh! Well, here's, here's a Pramod and Madhu Kumar talking about what their 22-month-old did. He just went to the cart and whatever was there, boom. He just picked... And just see all the payment was went through, and we called them, Can you please cancel? Can you? They said, No, it's already delivered. And first person came with the box and he put next to the door. Then second person came, then first step, then second step, then third. Oh so my God, the, the, what is this? I, it was a queue. So the family is still receiving packages that the baby ordered and says that in the future they will be removing their credit card information from their phones and adding passcodes. Well, look. They have a wish list. Put the stuff in a freaking wish list. You don't buy stuff on a wish list. Duh. Walmart says it will refund the family for the pieces that they return. Now, they're going to be good sports about it. You know, because you're stupid. That's why. The kid's not stupid. I think the kid's smarter than the parents are. And The bad news, of course, now I guess the kid's grounded. Of course, the good news is he got a really nice crib. The, the, the parents... <laughs> The, the parents were surprised to have a series of boxes coming up to their door and eventually reach re- realize their 2-year-old son places the orders right so yeah another day another 2-year-old boy just trying to pick a seat hey, hey, world. Dum, 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 dum. in addition to checking out insane eric lane's stupid world On Anchor Podcasts, which is our main platform, or on your favorite podcast player, you can now also subscribe and listen on your phone by going to my uh, Facebook page, at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on your Facebook app on your phone. There on my uh, Facebook profile, you can look for the podcast tab there, and subscribe and listen right from Facebook. Now, it's not available quite yet for the Facebook desktop version, so you won't see the podcast tab on the desktop version of Facebook, but if you are easier to subscribe right from my Facebook page on your Facebook mobile app on your phone, you'll find it right there. So hit that subscribe button, and also you'll find me on Substack, also at eriklane.substack.com. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or... If you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerrero has said on the podcast or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. And uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the you desk called Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. The former mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, has announced he will not run for governor of New York. The people in that state are stunned, mainly because it's been a long time since they've received such good news. Of course, it would have been tough for Bill to become governor of New York. I mean, Andrew Cuomo was the last governor, so he would have had a big silk man thongs to fill. And according to a preliminary study in Israel, even a fourth shot of a COVID-19 vaccine is not good enough to prevent Omicron. Look, listen, I'm no scientist, but if I don't start feeling better after four shots, then I would have been drinking that liquor. I wouldn't be drinking that liquor anymore. Four pricks are a lot. I mean, especially when we're already dealing with two and Biden and Fauci. So these doctors say a fourth shot isn't enough to stop people from getting infected with COVID. But look as the saying goes if at first you don't succeed jab and jab again a new study names michigan as one of the worst states in the country to drive in which is why most people who live in michigan are trying to drive out a shocking expose was shared by the new york post involving a young hasidic jewish man who claims the extreme fundamentalist Jewish sect of Lev Tahor wanted him to marry his 12-year-old cousin. And now everybody in West Virginia is trying to convert to Hasidic Judaism. Kind of hard to believe, though, that they'd marry off 12-year-old girls. And even harder to imagine that Prince Andrew isn't part of the crew. The Las Luminarias Festival took place in Spain, which is more than a 500-year-old tradition where the Spaniards ride horses into bonfires. And that kind of creates a smell that's suspiciously similar to Taco Bell beef. The ritual is considered a purification ceremony, said to bless the horses with good health for the coming year. So don't tell your Democrat friends or they'll start throwing their five-year-olds into bonfires. And Roku announced that Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe Will play Weird Al Yankovic in a biopic. It's a big day for Weird Al fans. This is such good news that they feel like that they're living in an Amish paradise. <clears> That's <throat> a high concept idea, almost as high as the people who will be watching. It's a it's a good role, but it doesn't help the perception that after Harry Potter, his acting career has just been a joke. In a recent appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show, German fashion icon Heidi Klum disclosed that a client once insured her legs for $2 million. And I think I speak for all men when I say money well spent. So Heidi has what, a $2 million insurance policy on her legs. That would explain why she says so many men are trying to get her to uh, spread her money around. Jeez, I mean, that's an expensive insurance policy. Talk about costing an arm and two legs. You, you knew I was going to say that, right? An owner of the Golden State Warriors is taking heed for saying that nobody cares about China's mistreatment of the Uyghurs. Now, the comments enraged people on Twitter for 24 hours, and then everybody went back to not caring about the Uyghurs. President Joe Biden's administration will start shipping 400 million free non-surgical N95 face masks to distribution sites nationwide as part of efforts to fight the surging Omicron COVID-19 variant. And to say thank you, Americans are chipping in and sending Joe 4 million free pairs of Depends. What Biden doesn't get is what we don't need, face masks anymore, because Americans are like the New York Mets fans. We're so ashamed of our upper management that we're already wearing paper bags with sad faces over our heads. Dr. Fauci is now saying that there will be five phases of the COVID pandemic, and we're still in phase one. Americans are now showing their respect for him by holding up one finger. And Facebook is creating a robotic eyeball tracker to monitor exactly where the human eye is looking. Although, any human can already tell you, it's the fanny of the hottest person near them. According to a recent survey, 7 in 10 people take their pets' mental and physical health more seriously than their own. So, at least the animals in this country aren't crazy and fat. The survey also finds that three in five pet parents think the pandemic has increased their furry pals' separation anxiety. And I'm telling you that some of these pets have no balls. But I guess you can't blame them because, they're neutered. A new study has found that arthritis can potentially be cured by zapping a person's bones with electricity. But to be sure it's safe, let's test it out on Dr. Fauci. And with the opening of the Beijing Winter Olympics, residents of the Chinese capital say that they're disappointed at not being able to attend events because of coronavirus restrictions that have seen parts of the city placed under lockdown. Now they'll have to join the nine other people in the world who will be watching it on TV. I mean, seriously, is anybody looking forward to the Winter Olympics? I mean, if we want to see an ambulance or an abundance of white powder, we can probably all visit the handicap stall or the local dive bar. And a recent peek inside Dr. Anthony Fauci's home office reveals he is surrounded by images of himself, including his own bobblehead and a life-sized portrait on the wall. Well, now we know what the doctor pleasures himself to. Now, the footage of President Biden's chief medical advisor first appeared in the Fauci documentary released last year. Yeah, after all of this time, one of the seven people who actually watched it finally noticed and madame tussauds has unveiled the new joe biden and kamala harris wax figures they're so realistic they even made wax liver spots for joe's forehead and just like the real joe his wax figure has a meltdown when it takes a little heat Hmm. and just like kamala her wax figure has no answers to questions about inflation and cracker barrel has been ordered to pay a customer 9.4 million dollars after accidentally serving him a glass of chemicals instead of water. They also had to pay another $3 million for serving food off of their actual menu. According to a new survey, only a quarter of Americans are willing to ask for help before tackling something new. These are the kind of people who are insanely stubborn. You know, almost as bad as Biden voters claiming he's doing a great job. Half of the respondents said they They wait to ask for help until it starts to become too overwhelming. So my money's on Kamala asking for help very soon. The statue of Theodore Roosevelt that has stood in front of the American Museum of Natural History in Manhattan for more than 80 years was hauled away. It'll be sent to a library in North Dakota. Another day, another New Yorker fleeing the city. The bronze monument, by the way, depicts the nation's 26th president on a horse. It's flanked by an African man and a Native American man, which has really sparked protests for glorifying colonialism and racism. You know, New Yorkers already have a monument to suffering. It's called the Knicks. And the world's largest cast-iron skillet traveled to the Cast Iron Museum in South Tennessee, measuring 18 feet from handle to handle. And weighing over 14,000 pounds. Of course, Chris Christie is driving right behind it with about 3 million eggs. The 19 year old Belgian British pilot Zara Rutherford set a world record as the youngest woman to fly solo around the world, touching her small airplane down in Western Belgium. But look, in today's world, don't be surprised if a transsexual woman breaks her record soon. She stopped at 41 countries along the way. And all of her parents got was 41 lousy T-shirts. The uh, the teenager said that her favorite moments of the trip were uh, flying over New York City and an active volcano in Iceland. So, you know, she got to see a fiery pit of death and violence. And also a volcano in Iceland. And White Castle has announced it's canceling their annual Valentine's Day romantic dining experience. But don't worry, I mean, there's still time to get a reservation at Roy Rogers'. If you were hoping to disappoint the one you love this Valentine's Day, this news is really upsetting, you know? I mean, the promotion was called off due to concerns over COVID-19, which is kind of strange because White Castle specifically sells a slider topped with bacon and COVID-19. And Peloton is halting production of its stationary bikes because decreased demand has left thousands of them sitting around and collecting dust in their warehouse. So, in other words, they're... They're being used just as much as they are in the homes of the people that buy them. The CDC revealed that natural immunity was six times stronger than vaccines alone during the Delta wave of COVID-19. Of course, if you've got natural immunity, but you haven't been vaccinated, you'll get fired from your job because science. You know, at this point, the CDC should really change its name to a more trusted advice service like the Magic 8-Ball, When it comes to natural immunity, the biggest concern is that there's no way for pharmaceutical companies to make money off of it. A study from the University of Amherst in Massachusetts found that vaccinated moms will pass on COVID antibodies to breastfeeding babies. I wonder if that study works for breastfeeding men. Of course, I'm just asking for a friend. And if they haven't studied this, I know a guy who would definitely volunteer. My uh, friend is good like that. Apparently, COVID is now spelled with a double D at the end. And a study by the University of Pennsylvania found that a lack of gravity can lead to social and emotional impairments for astronauts. And I just want to thank the University of Pennsylvania for tackling such an important issue. I mean, sure, we got COVID out of control. There's still no cure for cancer. But more importantly, do astronauts get bummed out after returning from space? And seriously, I mean, who knows what to make of this study, really? I mean, they could just be bored because they were just in outer space. University of Washington has issued a woke language guide that urges students not to use words like grandfather and housekeeping, and spirit animal, because they're racist and problematic. First off, I, I love how they call these words racist and problematic. As if they can be racist, but not problematic. Second, I think maybe we need to issue a language guide that changes woke to crazy. Now, if you're, if you're, if you're one of the students majoring in one of these woke social justice areas, you really have to pay attention. Because when you graduate and go to work, they'll be using this exact language at Starbucks. Don't want to lose that barista gig, you know, because it's the only place that they'll hire you. And a Florida teen who was inspired by the movie Scream was arrested for plotting to kill a jogger and keep the man in his home to fulfill his sexual fantasies. Yeah, I know it's a shocking headline if you just remove the word Florida from it. Somebody needs to tell this guy the slogan on the Nike jogging sneakers is just do it, not just screw it. Cops said the the teenage attacker was watching the jogger for six weeks before attempting to strangle him, only to end up being overpowered by the jogger. Now, his trial is coming up here in the next month, and knowing him, he's hoping for a hung jury. Former Playboy Playmate Brandy Roderick is defending Hugh Hefner against allegations that he had sold these so-called pig parties where teenage girls were po- uh, po- plied with food and booze before being taken to the slaughter, which was really an orgy in the infamous grotto. P- people are, act- are acting shocked because these accusations... But, but look, let's face it. I mean, if you want to be a Playboy Bunny, you got to eat a lot of carrots. The hot rumor in sports is that Aaron Rodgers could leave the Green Bay Packers following the team's stunning upset loss to the 49ers. A lot of teams want him because signing Aaron Rodgers kind of gives you uh, gives your offense a real shot in the arm, which is not to be confused with a vaccine in Rodgers' case. Rodgers came under fire during the regular season after testing positive for COVID-19. Unfortunately, his receivers couldn't catch anything. The Packers were favored to reach the Super Bowl and uh, win it. But after the 49ers game, most fans were taking a Lambeau leap off the side of the building. Game time temperature, 13 degrees, by the way, or as they called it in Green Bay, beach weather. (laughs) They were expecting 100,000 fans, although in that type of cold weather, there's bound to be some shrinkage. A recent study finds that having an active sex life could lead to increased job satisfaction at work. So it's no wonder why married men hate their jobs so much. Researchers concluded that people who prioritize their love lives at home head into work the next day with more enjoyment and focus the following day. So it turns out uh, that the work adages is being flexible and open to new positions really helps at home too. A new study claims drinking wet red wine could reduce your risk of catching COVID-19, mostly because it increases your odds of passing out before you leave your house to see other people. And a flight from Newark International Airport to Tel Aviv returned back to New Jersey after two Israeli passengers helped themselves to upgraded seats on the half-full plane. So they ended up in New Jersey pretty much the same way most people do, through a really bad decision. uh, The passengers claimed uh, with the United Airlines cabin crew after they refused to prove that they were ticketed to sit in business class. United has advised them that if they want to move around the plane lawlessly and fight with cabin crew, they need to fly Spirit Airlines. And a new report actually claims that New Jersey is the worst state to retire in. Also the worst state to be born in, live in, work in, you know. President Biden is reportedly considering sending thousands of troops to Eastern Europe, although it's concerning, you know, because he keeps saying it's the only way to stop Hitler and Mussolini from taking over Poland. Actress Emma Thompson recently discussed doing full frontal nudity on the set for the very first time while shooting her new film Good Luck to You, Leo Grande, saying it's very challenging to be nude at 62. Yeah, for the audience Emma is, is, is an amazing actress. I mean, so I'm sure this film is going to get, what, five stars? And at least two balloons. Arnold Schwarzenegger has been involved in a multi-car accident. And as opposed to his last five movies, were, you know which were each a train wreck on, you know, on their own. Yeah. And finally, an Instagram post from model Giselle Bujkin has some sports fans speculating that her husband Tom Brady might be retiring soon. Now, she didn't quite say he would be retiring. She just, you know, posted a picture of herself in a bikini, and sports fans figured, eh, he'd probably like to stay at home with her for a while. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real time updates and a little of uh, the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear. When you join insane eric lane's stupid world telegram channel, I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You're able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about. And even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash That's t.me slash E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you get a preview of the channel. And there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel. Right to your device, desktop or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneErikLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. Oh, now this week's a genius award. And this week's Genius Awards are going to a Crockett, Texas woman who is now out on bail after sheriff's deputy said she tried to purchase another woman's child while waiting in a checkout line at Walmart. According to a report from KSAT's TV sister station, KPRC-TV, 49-year-old Rebecca Taylor came up to this woman's shopping cart in the checkout line. The woman's cart had two kids inside at the time. Taylor started to make comments about one of the woman's two children before allegedly asking if she could buy him for 250,000 bucks. Obviously the mother refused her offer, but Taylor pressed further. She upped her offer to 500,000 bucks and allegedly threatened to take the infant according to the Harris County Sheriff Deputy said the mother still refused and was able to leave the store with her children safely. That's when she notified authorities of what happened. Taylor was arrested and charged with the sale or purchase of a child, which is a third-degree felony in Texas. Records show she was released on a $50,000 bond. Of course, this was just a terrible thing to ask of a mother. I mean, but we all know somebody would consider it for $500,000, you know. I mean, the lady was definitely so confused when she couldn't complete her purchase. You know, she, she thought, you know, you, you could actually buy children in the children's aisle. You know, I don't know. And Walmart says they're just disgusted by the whole incident. And they promised their customers that they would never sell anything in the store for more than $189.99. And then there's this. A broken window led a Las Vegas, Nevada homeowner to find a stranger taking a bath in an upstairs bathroom of his home. Police arrested 30-year-old Tasman James on a charge of unlawful occupancy of real property. The incident happened at a home near Rancho and Vegas Drives. The homeowner noticed the security camera in his home, which is being renovated, went out. The person then noticed a broken window in his home and soon found James taking a bath. Officers responded. They found James in the bathroom. James reportedly told police, She inherited the house, but the actual homeowner provided paperwork showing that he was the rightful owner, according to police. A judge released James without bail with the stipulation she must stay away from the house. She was supposed to be in court coming up here in the spring. This criminal definitely enjoys staying clean, so there's no doubt she's going to absolutely love the prison shower. I mean, the woman is, uh, I think, about to become a jailbird, so I guess it's appropriate she uses Dove. (laughs) How about this? An Ohio man stole a car while a teenage passenger was asleep in the back seat, leading police on a high-speed chase while the teen texted real-time location updates to the authorities. The 19-year-old Raylon Scott was Taken a snooze in the back seat of a 2012 Audi A4 at a Hyundai dealership in Findlay when 32-year-old Justin Vaughn suddenly hopped in the driver's seat and sped off with Scott still inside. Now, Scott and his friend, 17-year-old Charisma uh, Guajardo, had uh, brought the Audi there there, to the dealership to trade it in. Police were quickly notified that the vehicle was stolen, and uh, Guajardo was able to track the vehicle as it took off at a high rate of speed. Now, Scott was texting his friend real-time updates of their location, as well as messages about Vaughn's driving and threatening behaviors. The messages were then forwarded to authorities. Police from the neighboring Tiffin community tracked and located Vaughn, who fled and prompted the vehicle pursuit into Seneca County. Uh, The pursuit ended when Vaughn crashed the Audi northwest of Sycamore. Uh, Both Vaughn and Scott suffered minor injuries from the crash. Vaughn was arrested after the crash and was transferred to the Findlay Police Department. He was then incarcerated on charges of kidnapping, aggravated robbery, and motor theft. And this young man really was the real thorn in the crook side you know yeah i mean it turned out to be even more annoying than the kids in the back seat during a road trip <laughs> i mean i'm surprised the young dude in the back didn't say are we there yet are we there yet i mean they're being prison <clears throat> Now, and what about this? At some point in every man's life, you know, they've pointed the finger at mom for losing their Bobby Orr rookie card or ditching their G.I. Joes or tossing boxes of baseball cards. Well, one Manhattan, New York man has decided to do something about it. He's Christopher Trencher, and he's suing his, mo- his own mother over the loss of his valuable baseball cards, including a 1953 Topps Ralph Kiner and a 1953 Topps Satchel Page. The cards are worth more than twenty-five thousand bucks. That is, if his mom, Carol Ivanek, hasn't wrecked hasn't wrecked them. Uh, according to a treacher's lawsuit, his mom bought the cards for for him back in the mid '80s. Now she's refusing to give them to her son. Mom is reported reportedly baffled by her 55-year-old son. Are you serious? He filed a case against me in Manhattan Supreme Court. Ivanik, a lawyer and a mom of three, tells the New York Post, adding that her son gave the cards to her. I was a big fan of Satchel Paige. I'm in my 80s and I'm still enjoying them, she tells the tabloid. I was very pleased that he was including me in his hobby and Satchel Paige was an iconic figure for me. Ivanek says that she kept the cards in her protective acrylic holders and locked them in a safe, according to the legal action. It was very sad, she says. Mother and son have not spoken for a couple of years because of a big fallout Ivanek would not comment on but no word on the court date. Of course, if he's suing his mom for baseball cards, I bet he can't get a regular date either. You know, I mean, in baseball, it is common to hear the term two balls, but that clearly doesn't apply to this loser. It's still no word, though, if he'll seek damages for the chewing gum that was missing from the pack. I mean, it's kind of stupid that the controversy is over two rare collectible cards that's worth about 25000 bucks. But thanks to Joe Biden, that's just the value of the paper they're printed on. And you got to check this one out. A Florida woman has admitted to trying to hire a hitman with Bitcoin in order to kill her ex's new spouse. Uh, she's 50-year-old Deanna Marie Stinson, who pled, pleaded guilty to murder-for-hire And uh, as a result, facing uh, now 10 years in federal prison, federal agents arrested the Tampa-based woman claiming she had attempted to use a so-called dark web site that purported to provide murder-for-hire services to its customers. The day after she set up an account on that site, Stinson submitted an order to request the ex's current spouse be killed. And in that order, Stinson provided the victim's name, address, and a photograph of the victim, according to the press release. Stinson sent four additional orders and more than $12,000 in Bitcoin to effectuate the hit. Officials claim that Stinson even repeatedly messaged administrators of the site, which has not been named, requesting the job be completed as soon as possible. She also ordered a bonus if the hit was completed by a certain date. She requested that the administrators, quote, reassign the job to someone who has a history of getting jobs done because she required it to be done ASAP. The federal agent then contacted Stinson while posing as a hitman for the site. And in a recorded phone call, Stinson confirmed she wanted the victim killed and agreed to send additional money to the undercover agent via bitcoin so that the transaction could not be traced according to the press release a sentencing date has not yet been sent for stinson but it is kind of sad that people are attempting to purchase the services of hitman with bitcoin makes me kind of yearn you know for the good old days when people only use cryptocurrency to you know illegally buy drugs i don't think this is why bitcoin was created but i'm not sure Apparently the woman is like, what, 95% of us and uh, that she has no idea what it's supposed to be used for. And you'll never believe this Florida man... He's going to spend three years and six months in prison for fraudulently collecting over $800,000 in COVID-19 relief funds. Yeah, here's another one. He's 63-year-old Louis Thornton III of St. Petersburg. He was sentenced uh, in Tampa Federal Court. He pled guilty to wire fraud. Now he's got to pay back the money he received. Thornton submitted fraudulent applications in 2020 for the Economic Injury Disaster Loan and Paycheck Protection Program loans through the Small Business Administration on behalf of several defunct companies. According to the documents, Thornton's applications fraudulently claimed the companies were operational and had suffered economic injury from the pandemic. Thornton got a total of $814,632.50 used the money to invest in stocks, futures, commodities, according to the documents. The Paycheck Protection Program represents billions of dollars in forgivable small business loans for Americans struggling because of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's part of the coronavirus relief package that became federal law in 2020. Uh, Another day, another fraudulent COVID loan. Uh, There's so many phony liars out there. Pretty soon we'll have to start rebranding them as Fauci's. I mean, what kind of soulless, heartless monster steals from the COVID relief fund? It's hard to believe that he lives in Florida, and not Washington, D.C. I got one more. An Arizona man was taken into custody after allegedly admitting to investigators he had a grenade and then threatened to make another one. Investigators with the Navajo County Sheriff's Office said that they were called to the house in Snowflake, Arizona. That's the name of the town. A report was given about a possible explosive device at the home. There was a press release that was posted on Facebook. The Sheriff's Office said that the suspect, quote, advised the deputies he had a live grenade in his RV, and if they took the grenade, he would just make a new one. Deputies returned with a search warrant the next day, found the grenade. Deputies said that they took appropriate actions to dispose of the explosive. A federal arrest warrant was then issued for the suspect, and he was taken into custody With that incident. Of course, the guy now is in seriously hot water. Of course, living in Arizona, hot weather too, right? I love the guy. was just being a big baby with the cops, you know? No wonder why he lives in a town called Snowflake. Kind of fitting, anyway. Hey, look, if you like the podcast, for Pete's sakes, why don't you share it with somebody? You know, and there's that little subscribe button you can hit, too, to get the stupid fix. Every time a new episode is delivered when it's published, you'll get two feeds along with this one here, the midweek bonus feed. You get the weekend feed that comes every Saturday, featuring Pancho Cuero, my insane Florida nephew, with more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And we have our weekly round of the Insane Game Show that you can play along as well. And don't forget, subscribe and listen on your phone by going to Insane Eric Lane on your Facebook app, and look for that podcast tab on my Facebook page on your phone, and hit subscribe there. And keep in mind, the podcast tab is not available on the Facebook web version for the desktop. And I'm also on Substack also. Where the podcast is published at ericlane.substack.com and I always try to pick the best five star stupidity. Do me a favor and give this a five star rating and write a really stupid review of the podcast, okay? I might read the review on an upcoming episode. And of course, when you rate and review, it helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches like people are searching for this thing anyway. You can interact with the podcast also and get real-time updates also by joining the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel, where I post links to some of these stupid stories, and you're gonna to want to see some of the ones I posted, I'm telling you. Because you can leave comments about it. You can read the articles and share the articles with your friends and the videos and the pictures and all that good stuff. Don't forget, visit t.me slash insane e-r-i-k-l-a-n-e to get that telegram channel. You get a preview. There's a button to download the Telegram Messenger app for your device, your desktop, your mobile device for Windows and Linux and Android and Apple, all that good stuff. You can also Follow me on social media, Twitter and Facebook, at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And, of course, my website, don't forget that, at InsaneEricLane.com. My final thought before I wrap this all up, I don't know about you, but um, I've thought a lot about running away more as an adult than I ever did as a kid. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com.